Welcome to Stage Mom Podcast, a podcast for breakthrough bands and artists. Today we have Mila DeGray, a solo artist out of South Florida. I got to really know Mila when I sat down with her. She is such a kind soul that is super open about her feelings and her desires. She writes all of her own songs and has nothing at all to hide in them. We talked about one of those songs that's getting ready to be released on Valentine's Day this year, 2022. You don't want to miss it. Okay, so I have Mila DeGray, and um, she's here, my guest today. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and introduce yourself, give us your age, what you do. I'm Mila DeGray, I'm a musician, solo artist, and I'm 17 years old. Okay, you're currently in high school? Yeah, I'm currently in high school. I kind of dropped out, and I'm doing my GED right now. Okay, all right. Was it your senior year? Um, no, I dropped out junior year. Okay. All right. So you, did you do that to focus on your music? Yeah, definitely that. And also because my credits were just like very bad. Oh, yeah. I lived in Europe for a while. Okay. So it just, the, the credits there didn't transfer to my high school here. And so it was just a, a huge mess. So sophomore year, I was kind of like slowly progressing into dropping out. Like right. Sophomore with the COVID and then to the junior and then senior, I was like, nah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do this. I just, let me just get my GD. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, how long have you been doing music for? Um, well, I didn't start releasing music till COVID started, like 2020. There, I was like, yeah, let me start releasing what I'm writing. But I started writing, like, when I was 14, which was, like, 2018. Okay. I got my first guitar then, and so I was like, yeah, I'm going to start writing, but I never released it. So. Okay. Until, yeah, no, that's when I started, basically. So, when, um... When someone has never heard of you, what would you say would be a description of your music? <laughs> um, I think it's very, it's like a mix of rock with alt and like, I'm trying to incorporate more often like soul and pop into it, like just that kind of psychedelic feel right now. But it's just made right now, the stuff I've released is just very rock. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, how did you get into the music industry? Um, essentially, I just kind of saw this girl named Beba Doobie, and I thought that she was really cool, and I saw her on Instagram, and I was like, whoa, like, this is something that I want to do. And my entire life, I've never known what I like. I've tried, like, ice skating, I've tried horseback riding, I've tried soccer, I've tried dance. I've tried every sort of thing you could possibly think of and nothing ever stuck. Right. I get bored of it after a week. And I saw this girl and I was like, whoa, like this is something I want to do. Finally, something I can use to like tell people how I feel because mm-hmm. I, I would struggle a lot with speaking up to people and everything. So um, that was just kind of like a really great outlet for me. And I just fell in love with being able to say how I feel without like directly saying it, right? Like without it being a direct message, they right. just had to figure it out, you know. And so you went in full force, right? Full force. I was like, you know what? Let's do this. And instantly, I just fell in love with it and started working hard. But it wasn't until 2021, the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. when I really like delved into it. Right. When I got contacted by my old manager Zoe, and she found me on TikTok, <laughs> and she was like oh, hey, like, I I saw you on TikTok. Uh, If you want to, like, go on a call with me, then, like, let me know. And so then after that, we called the next day, and instantly we clicked, like, just for an hour we spoke, and it just, I kind of just went in from there. 
So she's your old manager. I didn't realize yeah. that she was an old. Do you have a new manager now? Um, she's my old manager because she kind of we kind of feel like I need to like be independent right now, mm -hmm. kind of just really explore everything because as an artist, it's really hard sticking to one genre, especially nowadays. So I feel like I just need that time, this time to like kind of just do whatever I want without having someone in the background, I guess. Okay. So kind of control, not controlling, but you know, right. uh, managing me. So I just kind of want to like do whatever and kind of just delve into anything I can and then, you know, get a manager later on right. to help with that. But she definitely helps me still. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. So it's more of like an independent thing and you just have this girl that's a friend now that helps you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So to date, what would you say is, has been your most challenging project that you've worked on? Uh, most challenging? I think every project I've worked on has been challenging okay. because I'm very like, I'm a very, not perfectionist, but I want some, I, what, whatever I put out, I want it to sound exactly like how I want it to sound. Right. So I will send back a track like a million times if like the, my voice is too loud or if the guitar is like too warm or too crisp or, or whatever it may be. So I feel like everything I've worked on has just, I've put my all into it and it's been difficult in its own way. You know? Okay, so what would you say is the most important skill that you've learned that has helped you in your career so far? Um, definitely not trusting everyone. Okay. Definitely do not trust anybody that you've known for a little amount of time because people will promise you things and people will be like, I can offer you this, I can offer you that. But then in the long run, they if you're somehow like go, like not failing but not as popular anymore they will leave you and they right. will not give you what they promised you right and also people that you meet in the music scene you know i've made friends i've lost friends i've been in rela in a relationship and then lost that one and then lost everyone that was friends with that person right. so you can't trust anybody you know and i feel like just stick to like two or three people and just mm -hmm. kind of Keep what is private to you mm -hmm. private. Do right. not share. Do not overshare. My dad yeah. tells me this over time, uh, like all the time. Just do not overshare everything. That's a, sure. but that's good advice. It yeah. Is. No. Because they'll use it against you. No. Of of course. Yeah. No. I've gotten things used against me. Rumors being spread. Reputation. And like. And like. I'm not even like a huge artist. You know. It's just like. It, and now I'm like seeing this whole other world of music, and it's like, wow. There's so much drama. So mm -hmm. much secrets. So much. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot to right. handle. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. And you're only 17. So yeah. it's, it's a you, lot. You get sucked into that world of like partying or like BC, like, you know, I, I never was friends with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I always kept myself in school. I never, you know, I wasn't very social. And then I got introduced to this whole world of people that were into stuff I liked, mm -hmm. dressed how I dressed. Right. So I was like, whoa, like, look at this, like, world of, like, just people that finally accept me for me and like mm -hmm. my, the things I do or have to say. And then, you know, it just kind of went downhill from mm -hmm. there because you get caught up in that. Definitely a learning experience to oh, learn sure. exactly who your real friends are mm -hmm. and who they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's an important, it's an important thing to learn and it yeah. stinks that you had to learn it, but I think we all learn it one way or another and it hits some people harder than others, but yeah. So as far as like other musicians in this industry, what would you say is the best piece of advice that anyone in the industry has ever given you? 
That's like a really, um, definitely the don't trust everybody. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't do that. And don't force, for musicians, don't force anything out of you that you don't want to do. Okay. For example, if your manager or something is like telling you, hey, like, I think you should work with this producer because they can make you this famous or this successful or whatever. If you don't like that producer, if you don't like how they work, if you don't get along with them, don't force yourself right. to like work with them. Because my rule of thumb with music is that I do not force things out of me. Even mm -hmm. if I want to like finish a song, if I genuinely cannot finish something, I will not sit there and like go crazy over it. Mm -hmm. It has things that I write have to be genuine to me. And that's why I started writing mm -hmm. was because I wanted to talk to people through my music mm -hmm. and you know, I can't sit there and just like, Oh fuck. Like, oh, like let me just ugh, get this out. Like I need to finish a song or else, um, you know, I need to finish it by this date or this, this time. But like, no, you cannot do that. Do right. not force anything out of you. And that's generally right. speaking. Yeah, no, that's, that is a good bit of advice there. Um, because you're not going to be real. You're not yeah, going to no, be no, no. Not you know, genuine. And, yeah. yeah. So what about your music makes you feel most passionate? Um, like I, like I said before, it was, it's, it's always been hard for me to speak to people in whether that be in person or whatever it may be. I always talk to people better in writing, like okay. either, whether that be like a letter or a message that mm -hmm. I can thoroughly think about. Um, so yeah, I feel like the most passionate, it's just, it's just that, that passion I get from talking to people and mm -hmm. letting them know how I feel is the main thing that keeps me going with music. Right. It's just being able to talk to people and then listen. Like you, if you're playing a song, like you're, you're going to listen to it without me being there technically. Right. So it's not as much pressure for me to like, it's not like, I'm not going to be like shy or like like say something wrong or it come out weird. Like I can work on this song and have it be exactly what I want them to, to know, to, to know and, and listen to. And so, yeah, that's, that's what keeps me going with me to have so much to say to people. So, right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's, it's some, it's just like, you know, texting someone, it's so much easier to just text them and yeah. get it out. Than oh, to... for sure. That's a great uh, analogy of it. Yeah. So as far as decisions that you've made about your career, what do you feel is the best decision that you've made so far? Um, I, I think just surrounding myself with people that genuinely inspire me mm -hmm. is a great move because things in my life, if, if my life is bad, it will show in my music. Right. It, it will be like, Oh, like I, I, I want to die. Like that's an exaggeration, but like, you know, like, Oh, everything's falling apart and like, I'm crying. Blah, blah, blah. But if everything in my life is good and I'm in love or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love love. Mm -hmm. I love being in love with people. Mm -hmm. I love writing about relationships. I like writing about people that ins like, just, I care about, you mm -hmm. know? So I just feel like it's just, that's the, you will also question it. I get lost in what I'm saying. <laughs> Honestly, I get lost in what I'm saying. Things come I out. That's saying. why I like writing more. This is my, this is my main, like you just witnessed it. Why I like That's writing. That's so funny. No, I had asked you, what was the best decision that you feel you've made as a musician in your career? Surrounding myself with good people and people that inspire me is the main thing that I think that is just the best decision I've made. Okay. For sure. Yeah. 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 And that drives you to be a better, better at what you do because they're going to be supportive. And like, is your family super supportive? Oh or? yeah. No, at first 
they were like, uh, like, uh, get, get your, get your school done. Like, don't like lose track of school because right. you never know. This is a very risky thing to do. Like, it's, it's never, it's never like a set thing. Right. And I think that I like that about music. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to work in something that's very just stay, stale is the best way to put it. I, I kind of always want some sort of adrenaline in any way or form right. in my life. So I feel like the, the, the mystery and the unknown, the unknowingness of everything, if that's a word, like, I, I like that. I like that about music and right. having this as my career. It's just, you never, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. You could be the most famous person one day, then I don't know where you just back down. Yeah. No, not even know. It's and true. be broke and just broke, you know. But then it'll drive you to even be that work much even harder. Yep. Yes, I feel yep. like when I'm at my lowest, I work the hardest, and that yep. sucks, you know. But it's true, and that's how I wrote my recent single that's gonna come out soon. Um, so yeah, I was at my lowest, and I just wrote that, and I was like, yes, good song. I think. Do you song. write all the music? Uh, also, not just the lyrics, but you write like the the actual music to it. Yeah, I. Essentially, what I do with producers is I find a producer to work with, and I send them, like, an audio memo of just me and my guitar and just me singing over it. I send mm-hmm. them the lyrics, I send them the chords, and I tell them exactly where I want the drums to start or how I want the bass to sound or the tone of the guitar and all this stuff. Like I just basically do a guideline for them, mm-hmm. and then they kind of put in their creativeness right, to it. Right. And I work with producers that I only like the stuff that they make. Like, if I if they show me the songs they've worked on, and I'm like, mm, this is good, like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be like, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to manage to make Do you have song. a favorite producer that you work with? Thornton. Thornton, he's from, okay, so I got introduced to him last year. My manager, my old manager, uh, she was like, yo, like, listen to his music. And I was like, okay. So I listened to it at first, and I was like, wow like this is great like he's he's a really great producer i love this song let's work with him instantly he just knew what i was about right he knew everything about how i wanted to sound like and he's the one that actually produced skinny brittle bones and instantly it was it's crazy i sent him like the guitar memo or whatever and i'm like hey like just like he's like oh okay i got you Literally a day later, sends me the first draft, and it sounds almost identical to the to the song I wow. have out. You wow. know, he just did it, and I was like, "Holy! Sh- like, how did you like manage to do this without me barely telling you anything about the right. drums and anything? Like, you got exactly how I was feeling onto this track without even like knowing me that well, right. without even knowing exactly what I wanted." And I'm like, "Whoa! Like, this is great. Let's keep working together." So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's so from New Zealand. Nice. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, very far. Very very. Wow. Far. Yeah, it's and the time difference you'd assume it's like horrible and like very hard to work with, but it's most definitely not because when he's awake, I'm awake because I stay late. Right, I right, stay right. Late. It's right. the morning over there, and then when he's sleeping, I can like be awake in the morning and reviewing the song, and it's just it's just very very we're very compatible right. in that sense. He just knows what I want to hear and how I want my sound to be. Right. Yeah. For sure. So who would you like at the end of the day, love to do a collaboration with? I would love, love to collaborate with Alex G. It's, um, this guy from Philly, I think Philadelphia. And when I was living in Switzerland, I'd listened to a lot of his music and that's when I started, you know, playing the guitar. And instantly I was like, wow, this dude is just like, he doesn't care about a specific genre or a specific way of doing something. 
And I was like, you know what? I would love to collaborate with him. And Biba Dewey, of course. Okay. The one that inspired me to pick up a guitar in the first place. You know, right. Is that who you would compare yourself to? Or is there another musician that you would compare yourself to? I definitely compare myself to Biba Dewey. I get yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Not that I, and, it, and it sucks because people sometimes assume I'm trying to sound exactly like this girl. Right, right. But it's, it's, it's not my fault that we have the same writing style because I basically started writing when she started writing. Mm -hmm. So our... Our writing is very similar in that sense because we both kind of, I kind of just learned that way, mm -hmm. you know? So definitely Biba Doobie or Alex G. They're very amazing, very right. folky. You know, mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I love folk. I yes. love folk music. Very singer songwriter, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, obviously the person that inspired you was Biba Doobie. Yep. Okay. That's the number one person, and her writing style is very similar to mine. But I'm definitely delving into different sounds lately. Mm -hmm. With I, I listen to a lot of Amy Winehouse now. I love Amy Winehouse. Amy yeah. Winehouse. I saw a documentary about her when I was in New York, and I was like, my brother's in Broadway, like okay. so. I was I was with him for a while. Oh, nice. He was like, watch this documentary, and I was like, okay, we watched it together. I was crying at the end mm -hmm. of it, and I was like, oh my god, like this girl was so amazing. I went yeah. to die. It's awful. I got into her music, and my favorite track was "We're Still Friends." Mm -hmm. This Donny Hathaway cover, and I was like, this. This woman was amazing. So I feel like a lot of her and Adele, oddly mm -hmm. enough, kind of just have been inspiring me right. lately with the way I wrote my new single and right. the violins in that song and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because um, you don't realize how many fantastic songs on the radio actually have that electric violin. And I just love, I love that. I think it's just so amazing. But I know that when you first started, you weren't performing live. So where, like, I know that you have since, like, started performing live. Like, wh what places have you played at? I have played at uh, Center for Subtropical Affairs, uh -huh. and I've played at The Ground at Space. Okay. All right. Those are the, like, I've only performed twice, like, live, because that's when I had a band, right. you know? And those are the two places. It went from, like, point A to point, like, G or something mm -hmm. because that's like a pretty big venue and right. everyone was like they're both pretty big yeah they're both pretty big and like I got invited to the ground because I worked with one of the guitarists from the band that was like playing there and they're like yo like they invited me like yo you should open for us blah 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 and I was like okay cool and yeah that was crazy everyone was like whoa like you ca I can't believe you're playing here and I never really understood the hype I never understood the hype in the sense of like I never really processed how important or big deal it was. Right. So I was like, oh, this is just a nice little place. You know, yeah. it's just a little venue. And people are like, no, like SZA has played there. No, Dominic Fike has played there. All these big like musicians uh -huh. or like real musicians played there. And I'm like, oh, wow. So yeah, it was crazy. There's like a green room and everything. Like, mm -hmm. it, like a little like upstairs, just like with all the artists mm -hmm. and like this like manager giving us like water. He's like, oh, do you guys want like water? Do you guys want pizza? Like anything? Like, let me know. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> This is really weird. Big time. Big time. Oh, wow. This is special treatment up in here. Me and my bandmates are like, wow. So what happened with your band? You don't have a band anymore? No. No. That that kind of, uh, it was just, it just kind of didn't work out. And I do miss them a lot. I think that they're really great bandmates. They're very hardworking dudes. Um, they're amazing. But just some things just didn't work out. You know, sometimes bands you know, break up and, you know, stuff happens, you know, drama It happens. Yeah, I know that drama, uh, relationships, getting love involved with your work, you uh, know, yeah. that, yeah. that can really throw you. Don't, Don't date your bandmates. <laughs> Do not date your bandmates. Listen to me. I did not listen. I did not listen. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. Like I'll manage. It's fine. It's fine. And then 
it happened, and then it broke my band apart, and that sucked. But you know what? You live and you learn. Yeah. And I'm not gonna date my future bandmates. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please. I'll be there to make sure you don't. Please don't, don't do it. Yeah. But that's basically what happened. But they're great dudes. Yeah. They're my best friends for a long time. We saw each other every single day. Mm. Um, that's got to be hard too. Then you know, you know, losing my friends. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's. It was a whole thing. I. I lost technically a boyfriend. I lost best friends. Well, best friends at the time. Mm-hmm. And I lost, you know, their friends because we're all friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you take sides, you know, not sides, yeah. but they, you know, the person you're closer with, you're gonna stick with them. Right, right. So I kind of just lost everything. My band, my friends, boyfriend, all that stuff. Right. And that's when I was at my lowest and I was yeah. doing crazy stuff. I was like, you know, partying, you know, kind of just trying to get my mind off of yeah. it, doing stuff to compensate for all the things I'd lost. Right. I didn't realize until what I was doing was wrong that I was like, oh, like I gotta stop. And right. that's when I wrote my new single and I was like, just finally write. I didn't pick up a guitar that entire uh-huh. time. That entire time I got a band. I was like, yeah, no, whatever. I have a band and like, la 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 and, and nothing matters anymore. And I barely wrote songs anymore. And mm-hmm. when I lost them, it was kind of like, yo, wake up. Like, yeah. you can't take this for granted. You can't take your bandmates for granted. You can't take the opportunities handed to you for granted. Mm-hmm. You can't take friends that are around you for granted. You need to work hard and appreciate everything you have in your life because you never know when one day it's yeah. gone. Yeah. And it was gone. And I was like, I wish I would have just like listened to people and you yeah, know. but I learned. Yeah, I learned. I think I'm way mature now. I think that I don't do as I'm not as naive. Right, right. Know? And yeah. I'm so grateful for that experience. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I miss them, but things happen. Life Very lesson. Yeah. Life lesson. Yeah. So you have a lot of followers. Um, do you have any that are groupies? <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I don't, I'm not, okay, y'all, I, as much as I write about relationships, uh-huh. as much as I'm in love with love, it's in the most innocent way, I feel Right, like. right. I'm not a very, can I say, I'm not a very sexual, like, person, if that's okay. what I meant, you know, groupies. No, like, do you have any that, like, stalk you, any people Oh, that- <laughs> oh, oh, I thought- <laughs> If you were a groupie of a band and you would be the one, but like, like you being the the celebrity sort of say, do you have any people that like, like, for example, my daughter's band that is on a hiatus, um, the singer had a groupie who created an entire Instagram page of just pictures of her. And um, it's kind of creepy. Oh, it's very creepy. Um, So do you have anything like that that's kind of creeped you out that, you know, um, people go up to me sometimes and they're like, oh my god, no, it's okay. like, and then they tell me like stuff about my astrology and like, they're like, oh, aren't you like a triple Taurus? Aren't you like blah, 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 blah. And like all this stuff, like, I don't know about myself. Like I, or I like, I didn't think that I told people. Right, they just right. told to me. I was like, whoa. Then this like fan page got made of me like when I was in New York last year in July. And I was like, what? And like, they're getting these pictures that I bear, like I forgot about. And I was like, whoa. So definitely, yeah, there, there's people that are groupies and right, such, right. but you know, when people go up to me and they're like, wow, like me, you great. I'm very, I get so happy I'm and sure, I, I'm yeah. so appreciative. I'm not like ill, like, okay, right. like, get out, like you're such a freak. Like, no, I think it's, I love it. Like I love it. And I'll love to be friends yeah. with them yeah. because you know, they obviously connect to me, connect to my music in some way. And that's basically, my music is basically like me. Mm-hmm. And if they like that, then they're going to like me. And right. if you know, they obviously relate to it somehow, so we're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, obviously get along. Well, you definitely write 
music that would relate to any teenage girl. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's very angsty. I think the, the two tracks I have out right now are very angsty, and I was very angry at that time in my right. life. I was, you know, I think as a teenager, you're always angry. You're always angry at everything, and I feel like more so back then, though, I was just going through a lot until I found my bandmates. Right. And then I lost them, so now I'm angry again. So, <laughs> more tracks, more tracks, more tracks. More, I mean, come on, like good songs, you know? <laughs> It's like you win some, you lose some. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's true. It's yeah. true. So, um, as far as the local scene here in South Florida, who is your favorite local band? <laughs> Wait, I have to think about this. So, there's this upcoming band named Opposition Dolls. Okay. They're like this, all, hey, hey, Rochelle, hey, Jenny. Um, they're a very, very great band, and they're just uh, three girls and one guy drummer, and I went to their show like two weeks ago, and they're just, their energy is just great. Mm -hmm. With a lot of practice, I think that they could be really great. So right now, I'm, I like them. Okay. I'm definitely going to help them out. Uh, but aside from them, I also, I mean, no, I, I kind of just, oh, do not air. Oh, I, oh, saw, I saw, yeah. Do not air. Yeah. I, recently, I saw them live, and I was like, yeah. dude, this band is insane like the lead guy is just like he let loose on the guitar uh -huh. like it's very it's very hard to move with the guitar mm -hmm. it's very like you need to be like oh da, da, da. like it's it's very hard to do that and this dude was like throwing himself around yeah. and messing with like his uh, guitar pedals and just like letting loose and and that's what i i look up to that like i think that people just that let loose in front of everyone like that are just totally inspiring yeah and their music just generally is very good as well right. so i was i think that they're very great do not yeah. care my Very daughter good. saw that band, I think the same night as you, yeah, and she there. called me and she was like, oh my God, mom, you don't understand. This band was so good. Like, like there's a lot of really good local bands, but this is like yeah. more I than anything that I've seen in yeah. so long. So I was like, do I need to have them on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I like, I yes. literally don't want to have, like, and I know this is sounding really bad, but I only want to promote music and, and artists that I feel have something. So it's like I don't want to be known for having just anybody. Yeah. So okay. that's yeah. So I was like, okay, we gotta reach out to them. <laughs> no, reach out to them and actually after the show, like after the whole thing at Underground Coffee House, um, me and my friends were getting McDonald's and we see them and I think we see like the lead singer just like sticking his head out ordering some food and we're like, yo, is that the lead singer? And so then we start like blasting their track and like we're just like doing it. We're like blasting it and turning it off because we get embarrassed and uh -huh. blasting it again and turning it off. We're like, oh. And so, <laughs> so you were being a little groupie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think that they're very cool. And so then I put it full blast. And then the lead guy just like sticks his head out. He's like, "You're embarrassing me!" Like, uh. And it was very funny and really great. But they're super, super cool. I didn't know the drummer actually followed me. And I was like, "Oh, oh isn't that nice? Cool. Yes. That's very great. That's very cool." So yeah, do not air. Very good. I definitely recommend you. Have okay. Them. All right. Some yeah. Pretty great guys. Yeah, I was watching some of the stuff that that Mackenzie came home and played it, and it was they it's, were it's good. Awesome. It's yeah. fucking cool. Oh, and my no, husband. It's, it's fucking cool. It's very <laughs> fucking cool. So yeah, that's yeah. definitely do not air. Okay, so I have this segment of my podcast show called You Can Tell Mom Anything because I'm a mom and a stage mom. So they're not going to be terrible questions, so I'm not going to embarrass you or anything. So my first question is what is your biggest fear? Biggest fear is death. Oh. <laughs> biggest big fear is that death is a big one. and yep. airplanes. Death and airplanes, they, they kind of go in together. And heights. 
Okay. I'm afraid of a lot of things, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm a very, I'm a very anxious, very, you know, fidgety person. I think, Me if, too. I think that if you're looking at my body language right now, I'm, I'm pretty fidgety, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the coffee I'm Me drinking. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> good. But I think airplanes and heights and death, they scare me because when I was, you know, like 10 years old or something, I was coming back from like this ski trip uh-huh. and we're in this airplane, just coming back from Miami. I mean, coming back from Utah, whatever. And so when we get into like this, this thunderstorm and I didn't notice, I was like nine or mm-hmm. 10, I wasn't paying attention. And then I feel the airplane just like, woof, like drop like a hundred feet, uh-huh. like at least. And so everything starts flying on me. I'm like, what's happening? And so then the lights start flickering and then everyone starts screaming and I'm like, oh my God. And that kind of just traumatized me. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started watching plane crash videos after that. And I oh, was like God. traumatizing <laughs> myself even more. I was feeding into it. And then heights mm-hmm. happened. They, I've always been scared of heights. I just mm-hmm. don't like the feeling. I, they make me very nauseous. I have motion sickness. Okay. And I was like, like every time I'm like super high up somewhere, I'm like, this, this, uh. and then death. It's always the unknown has always scared me. And you don't know what happens when you die. So I feel like I, I, like in 2020, you know, when Corona started or like quarantine happened, I was very afraid of the unknown, what was mm-hmm. going to happen. And I ha- I started having panic attacks, like very wow. bad panic attacks. And I, I was very, very depressed and I didn't want to do anything. And I was always panicking every moment of every day. And that was mm-hmm. a very dark time in my life. La- uh, 2020 summer, that was very dark for me. Um, I was writing a lot though. So I have very dark songs like <laughs> in the vault right now, but, um, just being afraid of like what was going to happen kind of just triggered mm-hmm. me and I'm still to this day always battling with panic attacks and stuff, but I feel like that's fine. You know, I don't have them anymore, right, right. but they're, they're always like lingering right there. It's, yeah. like, it, it's mainly in my stomach area where I feel like the anxiety come up. Right, right. And so, but I know how to control it now. It's been two years, you know? So yeah. Um, basically those three. Okay. But death is the biggest one. Okay. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So do you have a, currently have a significant other or (laughs) 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 okay do i currently have a significant other i have a crush on someone okay and i haven't had a crush on anyone in a while because Mm -hmm. i've been afraid of liking someone again because Mm -hmm. of what happened to me with my bandmate and i will not specify who but (laughs) (laughs) um it was just kind of a very short relationship, and I wrote about it in the song, but my, that was my first ever relationship, and it lasted a week, and I found out all the things that this person did to me weren't very good, like, behind my back. Right. And So your bandmate, that was the relationship that lasted a week? Yeah. And it tore your whole band apart? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> a freaking week. <laughs> a freaking week! And it was my first relationship ever with anyone. Oh, my God. And they were older than me, and I just, they... they and that's not a bad thing. It was consensual. And, uh, well, like, you know, they did not, I don't think they took advantage. I definitely consented to everything that was happening, but I, there's a lot of behind the scenes things. And after that, I just kind of with trust issues and all, mm-hmm. I just kind of broke yeah. down and I didn't want to be in love anymore. Right. I was like, oh, I, damn, I hate love now. And I don't want to write about it ever again. And boys suck and men are shit and I hate it. And then... <laughs> And then I met someone at a rock show, and okay. instantly I was very hypnotized by them. I mm-hmm. was, if that's the best way to put it. Yeah. If you're watching this, I'm so sorry. But, um. Do they know who they are? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I've been, you know, I, I talk to people frequently. Not, okay. not, not like, not that I juggle people or anything. I just, I tend to keep my options open because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be held down again. Right, into right, right. something that I don't want to be. But yes, technically, I, I went out with someone recently. 
but they kind of ghosted me. So <gasps> they're ghosting. <laughs> like, right? they're ghosting me. I think they're ghosting me, but still, all love for them. Like maybe I, they didn't pay their cell phone bill. Maybe they. Maybe they died. It's anything possible. <laughs> like, you're out there. Let her know. If you're, if you're out there, if you're out there, you know who you are. Yours truly. Uh, hit me up because I don't know what happened to you. <laughs> I swear I won't write love songs about you. <laughs> I promise I won't expose you. But yeah, oh I, I, I very, I, I very like, I very much so like this person. And um, I mean, if our first date was really that bad, I'm sorry. But I tried my best, and I hadn't been in one in a long time. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. It is horrible. Okay, so what is the most embarrassing thing that you have ever done in front of someone you liked? <laughs> what is the most... Oh, I don't know if I should disclose this, but I think I will, I will say it. So, interesting story. <laughs> I, I I did, you know, have a, a, a phase where I used to drink a lot. Okay. And that kind of helped me get over my panic attacks. You know, I, I was just getting over that, like, very bad time in my life. And I was surrounding myself with rich kids that mm -hmm. had nothing else to do but party, get drunk, and do crazy stuff. At that, uh, in 2020, I met someone that I actually wrote most of my songs about. Even Skinny Bitter Bones and, like, Ragdoll. Like, this person, like, completely took over. Oh, they're life. about the same person. Same person. Okay. And I fell in love with them after getting with them or whatever. And, you know, I kind of just obsessed over them for, like, a year without them. Like, they rejected me, like, ten times. They rejected me I ten times. I did that same thing, too. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's a very common problem with people that are very persistent, such mm -hmm. as myself. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mm -hmm. I never take no as an answer. Yeah. So, in the, in, not in a bad way, you know. Like, if, if you don't want to do anything, I'll be like, okay, cool. But, like, you know, in some cases. Right, right. You know, um, so then I was professing my love for them, New Year's, oh, no. going to 2021. I was very drunk. I was just going to say, hopefully you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was very drunk, and I was like, ah, la, 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 like kind of just like pouring my heart out to them. You know, when you're drunk, you don't really care about yeah. anything. And mm -hmm. I was like, I love you, and like, I don't know why you don't like me back. And, blah, blah, blah. and so then, you know, kind of flashed from one moment to another, because kind of blacked out. And one moment to another, I'm like basically going into the ocean and trying to drown myself. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So... For attention, probably. For attention. Him. Yeah, <laughs> For yeah. Attention. Well, thank God you're still here. Yeah. No, did he save you, or did he just let you do it? His ex-girlfriend saved me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my His God. His ex-girlfriend pulled me out of there, one moment to another. I'm, like, drenched in, like, water and sand. And the reason why, I'm, I feel like this story is something that I should keep to myself because it's very embarrassing, mm -hmm. but I feel like... Dude, I've already written about this. I feel like I'm very open with stuff, but mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, it's like something that happened. I was 16. I was in love. I was doing. I was being crazy, and I think yeah. that's okay to experience these yep. things. It's and you okay. were a girl trying to get the attention of a guy. Yeah. That's... And so I think that it's genuinely okay to mm -hmm. just experience these things. Because now, learning from that, I'm not going to drown myself over another person again. Right. I'm not going to drink to the point where I'm blacking out type of right. thing. Right. So yeah. I... I I don't drink anymore. I've been drinking this entire year, even though it's only been like a month. I was going to say, oh, the whole 23 <laughs> the days. The whole 23 <laughs> days, I'm not drinking anything. <laughs> no, but like, I, you know, I I kind of did have a problem with drinking because it was a way of coping. Right. But then if you use that as a way of coping, it'll lead to alcoholism, it'll lead to more depression, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So I learned to deal with things. It's just on my cycle. Own. Yeah. But yeah, very. So now I'm, I'm very sober now. So. Good. Yes. Let's see what kind of music comes out of sober. <laughs> Let's see what kind of music comes out of sober, unproblematic, healthy, working every day, going to school, Mila. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I feel like I'm bound to just do something crazy, though. Yeah. Not that crazy, but, you know, 
I'm bound to just, you know, things just happen to me a lot. Things just fall into my lap and, you know, good music, though. We need to get you to the point where the guy is trying to drown himself over you. Yes, finally, <laughs> yes, please, please, you. no more new. I have, like, this, like, cycle of, like, liking people a lot to the point that, like, it becomes an obsession because mm-hmm. they don't like me back. Right. And I think that that comes a lot with my parents being divorced and mm-hmm. stuff because I don't actually want to be with someone. Right. I just kind of like the idea of it, but then when they like me back, I'm like, ew. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, if, like, these guys I'm obsessing over like me back, I'm like, oh, oh, that's not fun. No, That's yeah, not no. very fun. You like the challenge. I like the challenge. I like to chase, and I like, you know, fantasizing over them and coming up with these stories in my head that I eventually write about, uh-huh. and they turn out to be very good songs mm-hmm. and very good stories to tell people, so. Yeah. Romanticizing my life. But you know what? At least you can admit it because most girls wouldn't. No, no. I definitely, I'm very self-aware and I, I've become very self-aware after experiencing all my panic attacks, my anxiety, seeing my bad habits such as drinking or like getting obsessed with boys mm-hmm. or like just being very impulsive. It's something I deal with every day right. and I've been less impulsive right. lately for sure. Yeah. I'm very normal now. And I think my flavor's gone now. I think that I'm very boring. <laughs> No. Well, you have a new boring. song coming out, so yeah, that is song. about the that is about breakup. Breakup, yeah, yeah. It's me coping. Finally, I didn't write about that breakup for so long, and I usually would write about something right after it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't process it for two months. Wow. Two months after it happened, I was just I was numbed out. Right. I've learned to numb myself out with anxiety and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that applied to my relationship, and I didn't feel everything mm-hmm. until two months after, and I processed it all, and it kind of just all came down on me, and right. I went into, like, this hibernation of, like, a week and a half, and just crying and sobbing, and, and just being very angry, and just, like, being, like, huh, like, texting them and being, like, oh, blah, 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 and just bad idea, so I let it all out in the same. Right, right. Yeah. So, who would you say is your spirit animal? <laughs> um, my spirit animal. That's a very great question. I like penguins a lot. Oh, okay. I like that's penguins. I, I like penguins. I wouldn't say they're my spirit animal. I feel like my spirit animal is a monkey, though. I like monkeys. Monkeys. Okay. Everyone's always told me that. Everyone's been like, yo, I think that you resemble a monkey, your personality, and the way that you are. Okay. And I'm into astrology and stuff. I'm okay. Sorry, I'm into astrology. And my, uh, I think one of my animals is monkey, and it's like the performer or something. Right, right, right. I've always been a very hyper person. I've come down recently, Mm -hmm. you know, because, like, you know, there's nothing to be crazy about anymore. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel like monkey, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, And who is your celebrity crush? Um, I, right now, at this very moment, everyone's going to think I'm really annoying because of this, but... It's always been Timothy Chalamet. Oh, okay. I think most girls are. I think every girl ever, Timothy Chalamet and Andrew Garfield right now. Okay. Andrew Garfield and Timothy Chalamet have been my celebrity crushes Mm -hmm. lately. Um, There's one more guy, but I can't remember him right now, so he's obviously not that important. Yeah. (laughs) He's obviously not that important. So, Timothy Chalamet for sure, all the way. My Capricorn man. (laughs) (laughs) So, my... All right, so... What is it that you know yourself is true that nobody else agrees is true? That that I'm very sensitive. Okay. People think I'm a very aggressive person and and in the sense of like that I'm very expressive and some mm-hmm. people don't some people are very sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. They're very like, oh, like, and they think that I don't have any softness in, in me whatsoever, but that's not true. I literally write about, it's very kept to myself. No, I completely see that. Like, 
just by talking to you right now that you are, and especially like how you are with boys, like how you, <laughs> I can, do not care if I, if yeah. I see something and if I, if I like someone, I'll be like you and right. then yeah, oh, not like you, not like you, I, that came out so wrong, not the show. I won't be like that crazy. <laughs> not the show, I won't be like Joe Goldberg, but I'll be like, I love you. Right, right, right. And it's an instant. I fall right. in love very fast and very right. easily. And, but that shows you are sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. And I and I like to think about people a lot because it keeps me going for some reason. Right, right. I've always just been that type of person that has crushes a lot since I was little because it's something I just want to love someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so emo, but no, it's, but it's true. true. Like it's I just want to be able to love someone, and sometimes it doesn't work out because then it becomes too much for me. And I get scared that they'll leave me, so then I'll leave them. And it's just—it's just very—it's just things you need to like get over with age. Right. And that probably goes back to your parents being divorced. As oh well. yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. It goes back to you know feeling like someone's always going to leave, or someone's always going to cheat, or someone's going to do something behind your back. You can never mm -hmm. trust your partner completely, and that's something I, I'm still working on. That's why right. you know relationships haven't worked out for me because of lack of communication from my end or something else. And yeah. What do you feel is your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness, that's a, that I'm, I'm very afraid of everything. Okay. I'm very, I'm a very fearful person and I, I think I overthink things too much and that's, that's very common nowadays, of course, but I think that I'm very panicky and fearful of everything. So I feel like if, if, okay, for example, I wanted to go to LA one year mm -hmm. or like last year for like this thing I had to do in LA mm -hmm. and I didn't go cause I was afraid of planes. And I was right. like, why can I not just, can I just be not afraid of, of, of going on a plane? Like what's going to, like everyone does this every single day. Why can't I just get over it and just mm -hmm. not be afraid? Why can't I just get in a car and not be afraid I'm going to vomit cause right. I have motion sickness. Like why am I so frail in that right. sense? Right. But I act so tough. Right. It's just a very, I think because my parents are very, I, I live with both my parents, I had a fair share of their, I, I, I very much mirror people. Mm -hmm. Since I live with my dad from ages um, six to like 10, I think those de development, like the most developmental years of your life are around there. Mm -hmm. My dad's a very sensitive person. Right. But then for the rest of like my teen years, mm -hmm. I was with my mom, which is a very, she's a very tough, very hardworking, very um, independent. I don't cry. I cry about myself type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? So it's a very, it's a, it's a mixture of sensitive, but, but not showing it kind of right, thing. Like right. I like to have that barrier of like privacy. Right. But then sometimes it comes out and I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a very, very, very mixed thing. I feel like. Right. For sure. Yeah. No, it makes sense though. Yeah. My, that's my biggest weakness yeah. for sure. Of course. So what other hobbies or interests do you have outside of music? <sighs> That's a very great question. I don't really have any. I don't like anything else. I someone asked me this the other day because I was getting to know that you know you know the person that goes to me or whatever they're asking me. <laughs> they're asking me what I was into and stuff. And I kind of I like reading poetry, but that has to do with music yeah. because it helps me with my, with my lyrics. Right. I like reviewing movies. Okay. I I go on this thing called Letterbox D and I write reviews on there because okay. I, I think cinema has always helped me. And I love writing about it and how I feel about it because right. it's a very big part of my life and something that helps me feel better. And yeah, I feel like that's about it though. Okay. Reading, watching movies and reviewing them and writing music. And that's pretty much probably what you do on your spare time then. Yeah, for sure. For okay. sure, of course. All right. So you had, um, I forgot to write them down, but you had some follower questions. So oh. Let's pull them up here in a second. 
<clears throat> okay, let's see. Let's see what they wanted to know. Someone wants to know, what do you plan on doing with your career in the future? Just to keep writing. Just mm -hmm. to keep being able to talk about how I feel to people that don't want to listen to me. Um, and just kind of just writing. Just, just going. Just Honestly, I don't really have sort of plans. I just want to be able to speak to people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have a set thing. I'm not like, oh, like I want to go on tour. Well, I do want to go on tour, but I want to like go on like four tours and like, like have, have three managers and like, da, 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 da. but like, I definitely do want to be successful and have a group of people that really understand and really relate to me. Right. And I could just, we could all be friends right. type of thing. That's what I want to do with my career. Right. I want to be able to speak to people because music has helped me through so, so, so much. I literally listen to music nowadays to help me with my panic attacks. Right. Or something. Oh, okay. I listen to, I just, I like, I like put on these huge audio technicas that have noise cancellation because I get very overstimulated a lot okay. lately with like, if it's too bright or if there's too much sounds or if people are being too loud, I just like, just totally like just go into that world of like people that like I relate to and I understand and mm -hmm. I want to be that for someone. I want right. to be that person for someone, like a comfort artist. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Especially like you said, cause you totally understand cause you've been through it. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter how successful I get. I just want to be able to talk to people. Right. That know that are like me, basically, right. like little yeah. little Milas, little Milas yeah. that relate to me and are crazy about boys and are very sensitive but very tough and very expressive and very hyper and feel like they can't talk to people right. and feel like people won't listen, but people will listen because right. if you make them, right? And I feel like music very very much so helps me with that, right? And I think that like you're very open about it, about, very open, yeah. So it definitely would help. So all right, so another follower wants to know what your first guitar was. My first guitar was given to me by my uncle and I didn't know this. Well, I did know, but I forgot about it. My grandfather used to play the guitar mm -hmm. and he was a singer as well. And he wrote his own music. And I was like, what? Like, cause I always thought like, where did music come? Why do I like music? Right. Like, what, what, what in my life could possibly relate to music? And I'm, I'm, I'm like, Oh, like my grandfather used to play the guitar for me when I was little. And I totally forgot about right. it. He died of cancer, sadly, right. RIP. Uh, I miss him a lot. But, um, so then, so one, okay. I'm getting into Beba Doobie, right? I'm like 14 years old and I'm begging for a guitar. I'm like, please, like, like, I just, I, I want like a, like a $40 one. I don't care if it's $30. I don't care. I just want a guitar. Like, I, I need to get a guitar right now. And so my uncle's like, hey, like, I have one that, like, my, my dad gave to me, which is my grandfather. And you can have that one. So on my 15th birthday, I get it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. I love it. He got me new strings, got me new everything. And that's when I got my first guitar. Okay, when I turned so, 15. So it was your grandfather's. That's special. Yeah. And you still have it? I still have it. I still use it to this day, and I have not changed the strings since. Oh, wow. Which is kind of kind of bad. It makes the guitar sound very dull, but I like that. Right, but it's still, it's sentimental. Very rusty. Okay, so someone says, Mila, when you get stuck on a song or are feeling unmotivated, what tools do you use to get inspired again? Um, what tools do I use? Well, first of all, like I said, I don't force it out. I don't like to push things out mm -hmm. of me because it just it doesn't feel as relatable or like authentic to me and I don't want to be doing I don't want to be putting stuff out like that um I definitely what what I would recommend if you're if I feel like this person's asking because they're trying to write songs and they mm -hmm. can't and like they're stuck definitely put your guitar down and chill out because mm -hmm. I feel like when someone's trying to write a song they could get very stressed 
So definitely put your guitar down and just take a breather and really take a break from it if you can't get anything out. Just like right. that's what I do. Right. I, I'm not like sitting there like I've, I've done that before, but it, it, it makes me very anxious and right. very stressed. So I don't like feeling like that. So I'm like, okay, wait, let me just breathe. Let me watch a movie. Let me, well, what I do to get inspired though, as I watch a lot of Tyler, Tyler the Creator performances uh-huh. and Amy Winehouse per- performances, I usually just like sit there and watch them perform and I start getting inspired again from like right. how they are with their art and their craft and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. definitely just watch shows or, or, or watch videos about your favorite artists that inspire you and just write, write, just go in your journal and write everything you're feeling and then pick out the words that you're writing and collage them into a song. Oh, okay. That's what I do. And then I also use my voice memo app to kind of just free, like not freestyle, but like kind of just write anything on my guitar and then I can catch a melody that I like and then get that collage and then you can just build from there. It's funny you mentioned freestyle because I think somebody asked. I think asked. someone commented freestyle. I cannot yeah. freestyle. I, I yeah. can't. I can't okay. freestyle. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I can't freestyle. Like it is, vi- I, I just sit, when I write, I sit and I write everything and I, I think it through. That's because I'm talking to people. Like, right. with it, I'm, like when you're writing a text message, you sit there and you wait and you're like thinking and you're erasing and then you're writing again and you're trying to get the right word to use. So I, I cannot freestyle. I, I cannot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so someone wants to know what your favorite cheese is. My favorite cheese is this fondue cheese count. Probably, yeah. Fondue. I, I used to eat a lot of fondue when I lived in Switzerland, and I am in love with fondue and mozzarella cheese. Okay. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Okay, so mozzarella. who, what, oh, okay, well, you already answered that, your inspiration. Okay. Um, which part during the process of making a song is most important slash the most fulfilling for you or simply your favorite? When the person I'm talking to through the song messages me and they're like, is this about me? <laughs> and I'm like, like, yes. Yes, it is. Success. They and they, they talk about it. Mm-hmm. They talk about it to either their friends and then I hear from their friends what they had to say about it. Right. And I think that's very like, man, like I did it. Like I, I, my job is done here. Uh-huh. And I, I got to them. They understood me finally. Mm-hmm. And then either I can resolve issues between us or like, you know, we just have a talk. And I think after I released Skinny Brittle Bones, this, this guy, the guy that it was about, the one that I dropped mm-hmm. myself for or whatever, he kind of talked about it with his friends and he was like, wow, this girl's like really talented, but like, I just don't feel that way. And it kind of was just, it kind of was just like, us communicating without directly speaking right, to each other. Right. And it, I think that's very fulfilling for me. And, and it's also very fulfilling when people message me and they're like, this song, like, it's a, I relate to it to like, my, I like broke up with my girlfriend and like, it's really been helping me. And like, this has, it's, it's helping me get out of bed. And, and like, when oh, people wow. go up, yeah, I'm like, wow, like, that's what music is to me. It right. helps me get out of bed. Right. So I can't believe I'm that artist for someone. That's so nice. that's always just the greatest, greatest feeling. It's also the greatest feeling when I write something I enjoy. Right. When I write something that speaks to me. Like, if I were the listener of my song, I would be like, wow, this hit me. This right. is a very right. great song. And yeah, that's basically those three things that are very fulfilling for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have a rapid fire round. So basically oh. you have to say the first answer that comes to your head. Okay. Mm. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> I don't want to read something stupid. <laughs> you okay. won't. Okay. You won't. Okay. So they're easy. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? Seven. Okay. <laughs> Would you date a fan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What is your biggest pet peeve? Imagining someone in the bathroom. What? <laughs> like using the toilet. 
I, I like using the toilet, like just sitting there and just. <laughs> I can't. I hate it. I hate it so much. I think about someone using the, the bathroom, like the oh toilet or whatever, and just like I just something and just grunting and. <laughs> Getting that, it's, it's so disgusting to me. Like, I think about it, I'm like, ew. Like, that's so That's gross. so funny. Uh, All right, what is your favorite color? Purple. What is your favorite clothing brand? Uh, I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> All right, asking for permission or begging forgiveness? Asking for permission or begging forgiveness? Begging. Okay. <laughs> Who is the most overrated musician? Uh, Billie Eilish. <laughs> so great with you. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? I would live in. Where would I? This is supposed to be rapid fire, but mm -hmm. I need to think about this. I, need to think about, <laughs> ah, I would live in a small cottage in in countryside Britain. Okay. What is your favorite show? Favorite show right now or ever? Oh no, favorite show ever? Modern Family. Okay. All right. There we go. That, see, it was simple. So your new song that's coming out, when is it coming out? It is coming out Valentine's Day. Ooh, okay. Do you want to tell us about the song? Or? I will gladly tell you about the song, <laughs> even though I feel like it's already a pretty, like, upfront thing. It's very cutthroat. Okay. I'm basically throwing a bomb at my ex and his girlfriend. The band member? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't care anymore. Like, obviously, I'm putting it out there. Uh -huh, you know, right? people obviously know what it's going to be about. I think I should just tell people what it's about. It's about me not, me not believing that he's in love with this girl that he got with again. Like, a week after he was with me, and he was like... And they're oh, back together now? Yeah, they're oh. still together. They're still together. <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to last. So I was like, are you in love with her? Or do you miss me? And so I was like, nah, you're not in love with her. You were so infatuated with me. You were right. you were, you were, were giving me the world. And you you saw me every single day, and you, you, you bought me all these things and always would look at me. And his eyes would always, like, dilate when uh -huh. he would look at me. And you know when your eyes dilate, your pupils dilate, that means you're, like, like what you're seeing. And, like, his oh. pupils would always be dilated when he'd look at me. So I was like, are you in love with her or do you miss me? And so I was kind of in denial, obviously. Um, <laughs> and I'm basically, in the entire song is just kind of like a diss to them. And I'm right. like, really? Like, after everything we've been through, after all the stuff you talked about her and how she was, you mm -hmm. know, this crazy person, and now you're, mm -hmm. like, with her again. I'm like... I think you enjoy the toxicity. And maybe if I went crazy, maybe you'd like me too. But that's not what I'm obviously... I'm, over, I'm obviously over this person. And I'm, I wish them the best, kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just... And there was like this time when they were performing. His band was... Like, he has a different band. They were performing at the Miami Youth Fair. Mm -hmm. And I get a call from my other bandmate, not the one I dated. He was like, hey, like, by any chance, are you going to, like, this, like, our, our show today? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, 10 minutes away. He's like, oh, like, I don't think you should go because, like, his girlfriend is kind of, like, anxious to see you. And you kind of traumatized her. And la, la, la. Like, she's like, you can't be in her same vicinity. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying right now? Like, you're telling me. It's the fair. You're telling me to not go to a fair because this girl's going to cry again. Because, I like, a, a week prior, I made her cry at this, like, show. I told her about me and him, and she didn't know about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So do you think he was cheating on her with you? or He juggled oh three girls. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, shit, if you did it, if you, if you so publicly did it to three girls, I don't think you'd mind me saying this right now. Like, I'm talking to him right now. Like, I don't think you give a fuck. Because did it. <laughs> so, I, so, yeah, I got pissed off when, when he was like, oh, you can't be in the same vicinity as her. I'm like, bro, I'm going to be at the same fucking place I want to be. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's like the biggest fair in Miami. And you're telling me not to go. She, I'm going to make her anxious. She's going to cry about it. Like, okay, cry about it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Did you see her? I saw her. And I looked her straight at her. Did she cry? Like, no. Oh. <laughs> she didn't cry. But three, the three girls he was juggling with were, were there. And I was in the middle. And so they're performing. I was in the middle. The, the girlfriend is sitting right there. And then his ex-girlfriend was sitting right there. So they're all just like like staring. You've got to be kidding. And that honestly, honestly, his his new girlfriend right now, I think that she's a I think she's a cool person. Like I was actually kind of like chill with her right. until I found out that she was like kind of talking about me and like it kind of just was like so. In another life, if you're watching this, the girlfriend of uh, Alex, um, I would have been your friend, but due to circumstances, I cannot do that. So, but you're cool at first. You're cool. Just in another life, probably. Um, yeah. Straight up this. So yeah, the song was just was just written to kind of just be petty as hell. And the and the cover actually. Let me talk about the cover. Um, <laughs> not that I need to. It's already like straight up in your face. Self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. I have all the sweaters that he gave to me in the cover. I have. I'm holding these white roses that uh, he 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 gave to me the first time that we were like actually kind of dating. Uh-huh. I have his favorite chocolate in there. Oh my god. I have there. It's called. So the song is called Purple Ribbon. And it's called Purple Ribbon because when we first started dating, he put this, like, purple ribbon around his, like, instrument or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a, a like a symbol of us dating. And it was, like, me. It was, like, oh, like, you're wrapped on my instrument. Like, wow, I don't even know. And then I was, like, oh, like, your purple ribbon is still tied around my bones. That's, like, a lyric line in the okay. song. And I'm, like, yeah, like, I, I hate you for what you did. But you're still a very important part of my life. And you made me really happy. But, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Basically... Does he know that this song's coming out? He will once I release some <laughs> promos for it. When I release this thing, as most, it's it's like I'm being a very I'm a very open person, but a very closed book. Right, right, right. I open a lot and then I close. And I right. open and then close. So you never you never really know. You never really know if it's about you or not. But he will. He will. Oh, he'll definitely. Oh, he'll know. definitely. He's gonna see a sweater. That purple he, ribbon. He's gonna see, yeah. He's gonna see a sweater in the back. He's gonna be like, is that like my sweater? It, and also, when I found a uh, great story for you guys, when I found out he was like cheating on me or he got back together with his ex-girlfriend, um, uh, he wore this Britney Spears shirt to my show, my last show. It's like a lyric line as well. And he he wore that and I picked it out for him basically. Like uh-huh. I helped him choose it. And so then three days after the show, I see, I'm following this girl, right? Like the, the new girlfriend. Now. Right. Not, not because there was a potential friendship. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, no, like we're just friends. Like even though they used to date, he's like, no, 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 she's just a friend. Like, like why are you accusing me? And I'm like, okay. And so then three days later, I'm following this girl, and she posts on her story her wearing that shirt. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait a damn minute, wait a damn minute, is that the shirt that? Oh, it's with the girl that you said not to worry about. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I. I, it, I was at Olive Garden too, and I was so I was like trying to get over him. I was like happy. I was like, oh, nothing's happening between them. I have my bandmates still right, at that right, time. Right. Nothing, nothing really bad happened. And then I see this post, and I, it's my first time at Olive Garden, and that's why I hate Olive Garden now. Crying so <laughs> in the bathroom. He ruined Olive Garden he, he for you too. Olive Garden for me. I was like, fuck. Like, why did you ruin Olive Garden? Like, out of all the things, I just started sobbing in that bathroom, and I was like, fuck. Like, no one knew it, and yeah. so that's why. I, in in the cover, I had that shirt, and then I also burned it. Oh my god! 
god. I have the little Britney Spears face in like one of my like I have like this trunk that I got in like Savannah, Georgia. I went uh-huh. recently and I just keep it there as a memo okay. of like our old relationship and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I burned it. <laughs> god. It's very it's, I I think Taylor Swift and Amy Winehouse have gotten to me. <laughs> I think I think when you go through a breakup, you always go through that like Taylor Swift phase of like wanting yeah, to kill them. You do. Yeah, you do. I mean, you just want to beat them That's up. So typical. Like, Fuck you! Like yeah. really, you really did this to me. Mm-hmm. Like well, after everything we've been through. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I'm living and I'm learning, and yeah. I'm not trusting people as much, bro. Like I literally, I knew it for like three months, and then we dated for a week, and I got so affected. Like you can't trust someone that yeah. fast. Yeah. You can't. You can't true. do it. Can't. Cannot do it. And you can also, you can't also kiss someone. After you first start dating, you're supposed to wait for the first kiss on your fourth date. We never went on a real date. Right, right, either, right. So it was kind of, I don't know. So is that the time, the time frame you wait to the fourth date? Is that? Yeah. Is, is that? Okay, wait. Let me, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I usually tend to be hypocritical, but I feel like if you want a serious relationship, I've learned now that you should wait to at least the second or third date. Okay. And if you want to do anything further, wait, like, um, like not a month, but like a month and a half. Or, okay. or like something like that. Just if you really want to build a strong foundation with someone, mm-hmm. you got to be their friend first. Right. Yeah. And I never was really his friend. Right. Yeah. Well, so, no, because you can do that too. So if he's watching this, I'm sorry to put everything out there, but you know, you knew what you were getting yourself yeah. into. You knew you were dating an artist that wrote about all the people she liked. You, you, you knew. Like, come on, like, come on. Of course you knew this. I think I told him actually that I wouldn't write a song about him, and then I did. And he trusted you, but you trusted him too, so yeah. Well, things work. Lessons, things learned, right? Those lessons, lessons learned, and I'm very mature now. People, I hang around like college students right now. Mm-hmm. All my friends are college, like they go to FIU or whatever, and um, I'm around them. And I'm and I'm at like parties and stuff, and they're like, "Wow, you're 17? I thought you were like 20." Because like the people you're around, the way you mm-hmm. act, and I'm like, "No, I'm 17. Mm-hmm. Like, no way. I'm not even close to that. Well, kind of, but yeah, yeah." yeah. I, I very very much so learned a lot of stuff, and I'm very grateful for it. Very grateful. It's made me a stronger person. Right. Well, that's what happens in life. You learn the lessons from everything you've been through. I learned a little too much. I, too <laughs> much things got thrown at me. Too much things have happened to me, and I don't. I I, I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it mm-hmm. because then I get to know what to avoid. Yeah. And now I know what to avoid. And you write good songs about it. I I think I hope so. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Thank you. Well, I can't wait to hear it. February fourteenth, yeah. right? That's February fourteenth is when it yep. comes out. Okay. I'm throwing a little bomb. So what else is coming up for you? What's in the future? What's what are your coming plans? up for me? Um, I usually live day by day now. Mm-hmm. It helps okay. me chill out with anxiety. Okay. If I'm thinking about too far in the future, I'm going to be like, oh, like what's going to happen? Right. But right now, I'm just focused on getting the single out, getting some feedback from people, hopefully working with some more managers. I'm, I'm working with this one manager right now um, that's helping me release it. So we're going to see what happens with that. And mm-hmm. hopefully I can release an EP after this. Okay. I feel like three singles are great to start off, like, kind of have a foundation. Right. And then you can go on to an EP. You can't yeah. just, like, throw an album out. I, I think that you can't throw an album out. I think that you need to slowly build your audience. Right. And I feel like an yeah. EP is my next step. Yeah. Okay. So EP, I have so many songs just, like, saved that I really want to work on. And if anyone wants to work with me on them, definitely hit me up and we can work on it. Because I'm super down. Okay. Yeah. All right, and anything else you want to let everybody know before we end? Um, okay. And my old bandmates are watching this. You guys were really great, and I missed you guys a lot. Things didn't work out for a reason, but I do wish the best for you guys. Um, 
also just you know just I hope you guys enjoy the track because I really went through a lot with writing this and I think that it can help single people on Valentine's Day to kind of just have a big fuck you to people that don't like them or people that cheated on you or people that gaslit you or manipulated you and played you I think it's a very I did this for the girlies. I did this for the girlies. I, I wrote this for the girls that have been going through it, and especially if they're alone on Valentine's Day. I think that I, I've actually been screaming my own song in my own car. Be like, "Are you in love with her now?" And it's just, it's just great. Just, it's I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Well, thank you so much. Of course. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Hope you guys enjoy the track. I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear it. Yay! Yay! Fall apart 